It's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Good morning. What's up, Joe? What's up, Joe? Nothing much. <laughs> the 8 a.m. shift in 2019. Hey, guys. Yeah, first off, sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Everyone keeps doing all these, like, yo, best films of 2018 wrap-ups, and I'm like, damn, yo, I feel, like, so behind, and... I already told Joe that I think the best movie of 2018 was uh, not Black Panther, but this movie called Reprisal that <laughs> stars uh, Frank Grillo and that Bruce Willis. That only you saw. That only I saw. <laughs> it was funny. I was watching. Uh, did you see? I posted. Uh, so apparently, uh, John Bernthal's cast in the uh, Sopranos prequel, oh and I was like, all they have to do is also cast Frank Grillo, and you will officially think that's the greatest movie ever put on. Uh, or Charlie Hunnam. If Charlie Hunnam is it, <laughs> isn't it, I'm going to like, oh man, I'm going to, I'll move to Newark. I don't see how you work Charlie Hunnam in, uh, into, <laughs> into the Sopranos world. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, he's got like one, like one American accent. Yeah. That <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. It was like the one in Sons of Anarchy. Exactly. <laughs> That's, and even that was like, okay. Uh, um... I didn't see Reprisal, man. I remember you like texted um, Mike uh, and I, Mike being my brother who's been on the podcast, in case you're listening and you're like, who is this third person they're talking about that's not saying a word? Uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember you texting us and be like, you got to see this movie, yeah, man. but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it ends with the guy becoming a cop. And I think that was awesome. That's it. <laughs> that was all I got out that of it. That sounded like a, a third grade book report. It's ended with a guy becoming a cop. And that was awesome. <laughs> um, you know me so well, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, actually, I'm working on... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm turning us. I'm getting us somewhere. Uh, I'm working on my top... Uh, I'm, I'm doing a top 25 this year. I've decided. Okay. I usually do like a top 10, but then it's always like I you know, put two in like you know, the nine and 10 spot. So it's always like a top 14 anyway. Right. Right. And then I have like all these like, uh, you know, honorable mentions and all kinds of stuff. Right, so I was right. like, you know, I'm going to make it a little bit easier on myself, do a top 25 and, uh, I'm working on it. I'm going to put it on the, uh, 8 a.m. shift, uh, Facebook page. And actually maybe we'll do it on the uh, Instagram page as well. Please. I think your list is going to be much better than mine's cause you're going to see a Bronx tale in like about like but yours is just going to be like... out of those 25. <laughs> a Bronx Tale and a bunch of half-watched movies that you watched on the subway. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> uh, um, but... <laughs> you know me so well, Joe. I know, man. <laughs> Too well. <laughs> I've said it before. The mind meld is getting a little out of control. Uh, I'm also like slamming this thing on the table right now. And the listeners are probably like, what is that clicking in the back? Um... But uh, today, what do we what do we want to talk about today? I guess let's talk. Well, we're going to talk about Netflix so, hype some movies. <laughs> Netflix hype movies. One of which is 2019 release. I guess like right, right out of the gate. Right, was Bird Box or was it right before Christmas? I feel like it was like within that week. I think it was like right after. I feel like it was yeah. it was like first week in of, uh, yeah. of the new year. Uh, and then there was... There was Bandersnatch. No, you know watched. what? I don't need to cut you up. Bandersnatch. But that was before the new year because I remember... Memes. 
<laughs> memes, exactly. I was away between Christmas and New Year's, and I kept seeing Bird Box, Bird Box. And I was like, what the hell are people talking about? I thought, yeah, I don't know. So, um, yeah, it was just before. But, um, so we're a little late on it, but I think it's good because it's become like Bird Box is like spread like wildfire across Facebook for whatever reason. Well, the thing with Bird Box is, um, there were a few things I noticed from just from purely marketing that I thought was really interesting. So number one, um, you know how Netflix, you know, you they have like that that uh, was that pre roll video that always plays right, right. like and like it just sucks you in. Yeah, and the elements are all there. It has like an ensemble cast, <laughs> or okay, not ensemble cast like you know like Band of Brothers, but <laughs> or you know like or but ensemble cast like. You got a lot of like, yo, that's that person. Oh, that's that person. Right. Oh, who's that person? I again? swear I did that the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know. I, I had a lot of issues with like <laughs> the ensemble cast and just like how they were all brought together in that movie and it was just kind of clunky. But I do remember being like, that's the dude from Moonlight. That's Jackie <laughs> Weaver. Although I think I couldn't remember her name at the time. So right. I was like, that's that Australian lady that plays all the crazy old ladies. And was that uh, a was, was that Machine Gun Kelly or am I mistaken? Uh, I was. I didn't even know. I was like, it looked it up, and I saw Machine Gun Kelly, and I was like, I've heard it. And then I was like, oh, that's that like idiot rapper I've seen <laughs> a couple like viral videos about. <laughs> um, yeah. So immediately they already suck you in, and the way I, like I kind of like want to frame it too is that I haven't watched Bandersnatch yet, and it's not because I don't want to, but it's just because there's like what like a, like a hundred endings and. You know, like I don't want to get like sucked into it and more de- more and more depressed about right. the possibilities of uh you know the world ending. <laughs> and then there's also more like high con- high context movies like Roma, right? right? So like if you look at it, like Roma's for like you know you know like media elites that you know probably read the Atlantic and you know uh probably don't listen to the eight a.m. shift. <laughs> Thank goodness and. <laughs> If I if they ever hear me say the name Joe Rogan at the beginning of a sentence, they're probably gonna be vomiting in their mouths, which is cool because I'm gonna vomit in <laughs> my mouth next time they want to like tell me about you know like something that uh, tell you about the awakening. Yeah, the awakening. <laughs> but they want you know they start using the p word, right? Right. Um, that's problematic for those that don't know. Okay, that's the p word to me. Don't don't trigger me. That's my trigger word. Uh, you know, uh, uh, keep going, keep going. I'll get to my point. Here. So. Bird Box falls right in the middle, and it's a very easy movie to understand just based on that pre-roll video that plays when you open up Netflix. Right. I remember watching it, and I was just like, I, like I remember like I, I was probably watching that series that I I, I halfway convinced you and, and Mike to watch that you probably really shouldn't watch, but right. it was nothing but a great exposition. Uh, that mo- that series, uh, uh, Bad Blood, right about the <laughs> Montreal mob, right. And so when you pr- sent me a million Instagram videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know me so well. And so, you know, I was probably going to watch that. And, you know, you see this video play and, like, you know, it's, like, Sandra Bullock, you know, with her, you know, in some, like, survivalist setting. And it just kind of sucks you right in. It's not difficult to understand or it requires you to be, like, cerebral and, and highly intelligent like Roma. It's not, like, pure shock value that's going to scare the crap out of you and is, you know, likely geared towards, like, college students that just love being mind-fucked, which is, like, Bandersnatch. <laughs> right. It's, like, right in the middle. It's free because, well, not free. You're paying, like, what, like, nine ninety nine a month for it. But, you know, it's, like, part of, like, the Netflix content. Right. Like, uh, you know, you know, wave, if you will, and it just sweeps I mean, you to the tide, if you will. It's funny tide. that you say free because it's gotten to the point where, like, because Netflix is... Pretty, you know, fairly cheap, at least right now, right? <laughs> Before they run into issues. 
Uh, and because it's just like a renewable thing, you've had it for so long now that it does feel like it's free. It's like, ooh, look, a new movie for free. Burba, what is this? Right, you know? Right. Or for my brother who doesn't uh, pay for it and just uses my account. It <laughs> exactly. is technically free. Or if you're a mooch like Jordan or, or Jordan's brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Bird Box kind of like uh, checked in all those boxes. It was like, all right, survivalist, right? Walking Dead is like one of the hugest things right now. Uh, you have your star, right? You have all these like cameos, and it's like it's intriguing enough, or at least the the mystery behind it is is intriguing enough that all all the you're willing to get past all the stupid stuff just to be like, all right, what the hell are these people looking at? Yeah, for half the movie, yeah, or not looking at because they have the <laughs> blindfolds yeah. on. Yeah, um, it's fun. Another thing that so I I think ben, I thought Bandersnatch was better than um bird box but and they both kind of had their like bandersnatch like when it first came out everybody's like oh my god right Never, you know oh my god black mirror dropped a new thing and it's interactive but it, you know after a week or two you know it kind of was like all right bandersnatch but bird box is kind of living on through that mean fo- meme form right like people are like Smart. still create and it, it that goes to show like Maybe like where marketing is gonna like to be like is it memeable like can it live on in meme form? Yeah, I mean I think about that all the time. Like, um, like as as ridiculous as it sounds, it's like we're looking even from a political perspective. You know me, I love bringing it back to politics. (laughs) You know the truth of the matter is that it's like it's easy for people to understand, and like even in politics, like you know we have a meme president in office, right? So like of course like now it's almost like this tactic of like. Of like you know free advertising being in meme format right. makes absolute sense and trust this isn't the first you know this isn't the I don't think this is the first like Netflix meme marketing no no they've movie. had a lot of movies that have like kind yeah. of like done and I, I, I but I'm like I'm like how much sooner or later that's going to be taken into consideration is what I'm saying if it's not already right. you know like can like can this be like a, a, a can this spread like wildfire on yeah. Facebook in yeah. meme form or gift form or whatever you want to call it yeah and i'm like how much do they take because you, you know similar like think about it, like disney everything's well thought of right like they're announcing the video game the soundtrack the board game the toy before the movie ever even comes out half the time the toy ruins the movie because you'll like see a character like in you know like you're walking through target and you'll be like who is this character yeah, yeah, in yeah. guardians yeah. of the galaxy yeah. <laughs> you know so like it, it, is that going to happen like just more and more with movies? So it's like, how can we make this so like people can spread it around and like relate to it on social media? Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. So it's kind of sad in some ways. Like, I mean, it, it frightens me it, just like being a guy who like grew up loving movies. Like I want people to just like make the movies they want to make rather than like have to consider all these other like right. variables. But well, now it's also like, well, let's see, Billboard on off the BQE for, I'm trying to think of a really average movie right now. I don't know. Uh, I Aquaman. Like that's <laughs> average? Is that uh, what we consider average? Uh, yeah, an- another movie I haven't watched, which I probably, you have this look in your face like, don't, don't bother. I actually haven't even seen it, oh. surprisingly. I and had to, I, I missed uh, my missed Aquaman. the wave, pun intended. Press screen. <laughs> My Aquaman press screening for a, a work holiday party and just never got around to, to seeing it. So it's like, from what I hear, it's like you know, 
not any, not anything different from like most right. of the other DC, like a notch better than like most of the other ones, but like still under like say Wonder Woman or something. So right. it's just kind of like I feel like I can catch it on Netflix or something like that. No, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I think um, just pure marketing wise, like Bird Box, it was like we're looking at a very interesting case study, you know. Now, as far as like the quality and concept of the movie, I think that's uh. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have a lot of issues with Bird Box. I didn't think it was that great of a movie. And so it's funny. I thought the the sort of like survival stuff the, that that the film opens with were the more more intriguing yeah. parts of the film. But all the stuff with the uh, you know the the group in the house and stuff like that, I kind of like found real idiotic. Man, it's just like this is getting dumber and dumber. And why do they keep letting people into this house? Like I don't get it. <laughs> it's not even that they'll get it. I was like, it's just, it's stupid. There's a part of me that wonders if, um, the, if the way the movie was was originally constructed was supposed to be like a zombie survivalist movie, and then because that kind of got played out, they kind of reconstructed it, but like they couldn't come up with a good. Right, so they were like, we're gonna were like, is it demons? Is it whatever? Like you just don't know what it is. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think spoiler, that, I guess. By the way, <laughs> yeah, and the, the thing is, like, you don't really know. Like, I think that was the thing that was, like, I mean, that that was the smart part about it is that you never really see. Normally, I don't mind that. I don't mind them, like, uh, you know, like, kind of leaving it open for your your own interpretation. But the fact that I, like, sort of, like, pushed myself through a lot of these, like, dumb parts of the movie to, like, yeah, get to there. Yeah. And then I was like, ah. Uh. They're not going to give us this, are they? are they? Yeah. And that that's what bothered me. is because it was like, in the end, it wasn't that great of a movie. <laughs> so I was like, and when it, in that first week, everybody's talking about it so much. You're like, wow, I got I to gotta watch this Bird Box. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. There's like a certain type of person that thinks like, this is like a brilliant movie. <laughs> yeah. It's either like a college student that like was bored or I don't know, that cousin that like, you know, is not going to watch Roma. <laughs> Shat their pants watching Bandersnatch, and like this is a nice like happy medium. Right. Oh, you gotta watch. You know that cousin that's always like, yo, you gotta watch Bird Box. Yo, it was like, and then like you watch and you're like, all right, that was cool. It's like a composite of like what I Am Legend, The Book of Eli, uh, World War Z, uh, and probably like a, like for some reason I also thought of um, Dawn of the Dead a little bit too. Right. Right. All right. So those are my like like four movies that. Yeah, it's got those elements, you know, yeah. locked up in the house, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, the mist or something like that. Yeah. Because even the mist is like, there's these things coming. They're locked in a supermarket, but they don't know where these things are coming from, you yeah. know? Um, Bandersnatch is going to be the film that has the most effect, right? Because, like, this is where we're moving, these interactive yeah. movies, right? Yeah. So that, it's like, I don't even think it's the first to do it. I think uh, from, uh, I believe, somebody was telling me, that they had what or done something that was similar, but it just I guess wasn't as well known as Black Mirror, so it wasn't gonna take off. But uh, you know that whole interactive thing is where a lot of this is going. So what Bandersnatch did is only gonna get bigger and bigger, right? And I'm sure Netflix is like, all right, how can we make tons more interactive movies, especially like they're going up against. You know Disney streaming services stuff, and they they're trying to find ways to to compete. So uh, it has the legs, right? But right, right, <laughs> as of right now, Bird Box is the one that's all over the place because again, people have just made all these crazy memes and stuff from it. Right. <laughs> Some of them pretty funny. Yeah. Right. 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Bird Box. I don't think I'd watch it again. I feel like Bird Box is one of those movies that, like, if, I, I was just gonna say if it was on, but it's on Netflix, so it's not gonna like just be playing. <laughs> but uh, it's like one of those movies that, like, you know, later on down the line. You're like, hey, I want to watch something stupid. You were hanging out with some friends. You have a beer or something. And you're like, all right, let's watch Bird yeah, Box. Yeah. But it's oh. not something I'm going to be like, you know, I need to watch yeah. Bird Box. Yeah. There was, um, I'm trying to think of what was the, I think the cameo from the guy that was in The Dark Knight. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that was probably <laughs> the, my favorite cameo. Yeah. Probably because the guy looks like just as like psychotic as he did in uh, The Dark Knight. If you read about that actor, his name is escaping me right now. The guy had a crazy life. Like he's like a like a like a drug addict. He like had you know been through all this stuff and down and out. And it was him getting a chance at redemption through the Dark Knight and getting that landing that role. Right. That he was able to, you know, have a career in acting. Sort of have a, it's funny because I think I remember reading something similar, like an article about like sort of how he came, sort of how he came up and was able to sort of. Uh, have an acting career now yeah um and, and he was one of the guys that was like same thing like we saw him and we're like oh yeah. that guy and i remember i was watching with uh ali <laughs> my fiance and we were we, we were you know we both like oh my god that's that guy that's uh, the guy and she thought he was someone else and <laughs> i was like no i think it's the dark knight guy and we had like had the pause and imdb it and <laughs> like that was <laughs> Yeah, so they you 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 said it earlier, and it's true. They 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 were wise by being like, you know, we'll just get a bunch of like cameos. So a bunch of people are like, I know that person, I know that person, right. John Malkovich, who's just gonna be crazy as always. B D Wong, <laughs> B D Wong, that's you right. Know. Yeah, um, Lil Rel Howery. Which one? Lil Rel Howery, T S A from Get Out. Oh, that's right. Because <laughs> I remember I saw him. I was like, the Get Out guy, <laughs> T S A. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it, like was it like awful? No, but it's just for me, it was a movie that you know was just it's it's passable, but you know it was I, I don't need to return to it anytime soon. Yeah, I feel like the core of the movie was really like how do we create a movie where someone is trying to survive um an uphill battle in a in a river. <laughs> blindfolded right like it was one of those like kind of like how, but how do you create a situation where someone's gonna be in a blindfold right going down a river with two kids it, and <laughs> you, it, do you think that's like how it started it was like well yo i got this great scene well how are you gonna, <laughs> like, how are you gonna like how do you like like well we're gonna create like a, a like the monsters like you can't see the monster okay so if you can't see the monster how's it look well we'll hint at it through like these moments where like you know one of these uh guys like draws pictures of it but if you can't see it then how do you how can you know what it looks like well, well the thing is like there'll be some people who they'll be immune to like the monster and they're like like there'll be like the, the villainous one like i was like i was like trying to figure out like where did they where did they start with the construction of this movie because those were the parts that didn't really make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah of course right? like, like, I, I, i'm starting to think now that like it began with all right so we got sandra bullock going up going downstream Blindfolded, blindfolded two kids two kids let's make a movie let's make a movie right <laughs> and like you, even the cinematography for those particular scenes was breathtaking compared right. to the rest of the movie <laughs> that's, right. that's what i was saying right. it was like it opens with that and i remember i put it we put it on and 
you know, it was like late. We were watching it late, and it opens, and I was like, oh, wow. Now, I, okay, I know why people are talking about This is great. And then it cuts it cuts back, the flashback, and, and I, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Where yeah, it, are we going right you know, now? It opens up, like, even, like, um, and then the thing is, like, it was never made, the world-building aspects of it were, the, I think, the elements I had, like, some confusion about because, like, a movie, like, it, like, World War Z, great example of like, you know, pandemic survivalist movie. It's not that difficult to understand. Right. It opens up, like the chaos like starts within the first five minutes. I mean, like Brad Pitt just happens to be like a decorated World Health Organization, like <laughs> Marine guy. Just happened to be. Happens yeah. to be, right. Um, and, you know, like they, they start breaking down the science, even though it's a little... Completely wonky, wonky, <laughs> completely right? wonky. Um, but they start breaking down the science very quickly. Whereas with this, it's like, like that, that's why I was like, so there's like this thing you can't see, but it, and you're not even quite sure like how what it what it, it does. It's like it, it makes people like do suicidal things, but right. there's some people that are like a little nutty in the head, so they they embrace it. But it's funny because when I when I when it first began to, it, it, well, I, well, I guess when it first gets into like you know the the flashback stuff and you see the people start killing themselves i was like are they ripping off the happening and like trying to like repackage this thing it was just like i remember like really stood out yeah and then like there were like things i didn't quite understand like you know if you look even if you look at whatever this thing is on a computer monitor it'll kill you (laughs) oh yeah the bd ones right right, like um it doesn't. I don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense in the sense because it's like okay, you can't look at it when it's outside, but it's like, well, why would you need to blindfold yourself per se? Right. I mean, if you know the way the eye works, it has to do with the way you, things refract from light. So <laughs> right. that's why I was just like, I, I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, I get it. It's really about this journey on a rim. <laughs> journey on a rim. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that was my takeaway. Not to spoil anything, if you watched uh, Book of Eli. Yeah, another question movie that has like kind of a wonky ending. Book of Eli is like one of those movies that like I saw when it first came out. It's not here on Court Street, I believe, too. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and but as I've like seen it a couple more times since, it's grown on me a little more. It's not a great movie by any any means, but Denzel's good and I really like Gary Oldman. In always, it. He's always good yeah. in everything. Uh, and there's just aspects I like, but it's funny. The, uh, I believe it was one of the Hughes brothers that did that. Film. Yeah, yeah. And their their work for some reason always there's always something that'll like attra- like attract me to their work. It's not all great. Some of it is dead presidents out there. <laughs> Go back to our earlier episodes. <laughs> um, but there's something about that film that that I. That I enjoy and I it, it, like I can watch it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Bird Box, yeah, I don't know. I, I even feel weird just keep on repeating the name Bird Box. It's just so stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's also unclear as to why like birds are like inherently more. But the funny <laughs> part about it is like the birds. They at one point they're like <gasps> the birds signal you. Like when the things are here. And then like half the time in the movie, the birds don't even do their job. I'm like, 
this is pointless. Like it's like somebody thought of this, had this idea, and then as they were writing the script, just like forgot to include that element into it, and then like probably looked back later, like, oh man, like dude, we forgot to include the bird stuff <laughs> that we set up here in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, no. Uh, I feel like this is like a sort of a a flashback to a bright episode. Oh yeah. We 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 should probably do this like for Netflix release. <laughs> Cheesy yeah. Netflix releases. And you know Bright's going to get a sequel. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I I'm can't at wait. the point right now where like a Bright sequel I'm like looking forward to almost. Yeah, you know, and I one thing I respect about Bright uh is that you know, it highlights the achievements of um <laughs> the LA Police Department as a you know, welcoming organization. A <laughs> fine organization. <There> <laughs> Um, uh, but Roma, on the other hand, uh, I know you were <laughs> talking about, you know, only people who read the Atlantic liking it, but uh, you know what? I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's exactly. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta give it time and I, you know, as, 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 as I started watching it and I admit I didn't finish it yet, I knew that this was going to be like a slow burn of a right. movie and you know, I long to have time to myself where I can watch a two and a half hour movie and not <laughs> think and about it. But you know what? It's funny because it's like if this was Narcos, if this was Narcos season five, I'd be down to watch like I'd like shell out nine hours of my life to watch. <laughs> <all this show. laughs> uh, I remember seeing I saw Roma um, actually before the the I had I was able to get like a screener for it. Uh, so before Netflix had released it, I I loved it. I thought I was blown away. But it's it's a it's the type of film that it's like there's a story, but it's like it's also more about like seeing some of these people like in their environment. So it's yeah. not so much gonna yeah. like lead you to this big you know um, climactic ending or something like that. Um, but it's like a beautifully made film. Uh, the like all the performances are great and the story resonates in like certain ways but i feel like some people are going to approach it differently whether you know if if they're able to relate to the material in some way you know they may appreciate it and some people who are like i don't know anything about this and uh, granted i didn't know much about uh, some of the the things that happen in the film yeah because th there are some like even though the story itself is uh, fictional, there are some like yeah, real life events yeah, yeah. Uh, that happen in the film. But um, I guess I'm also just like similar to like Martin Scorsese. I'm like an Alfonso Cuarón sucker, man. Like anything that dude makes, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, yeah. hop on for the most part. Yeah, I think I did myself no favors watching Narcos season four before watching Roma. <laughs> it should have been the other way around, dude. Because then it would have been like, yo, Roma built up to Narco season four. <laughs> um, which I still have to watch, by the way. Oh, man. I haven't seen any of Narcos. I'm like, it's one of those shows like I'm dying to watch, but just haven't, for whatever reason, watching other shows, XYZ, like haven't been able to get to. And now I think I want to really watch all of Game of Thrones before the new season. <laughs> Uh, I found out that like, uh, had I started watching, I think two days ago from the first episode, I could have done an episode a day and it would have ended right when the new season starting. But now it's like, I got to do a few episodes, a couple episodes a day. Um, 
what do you think about the uh did, have you seen the uh the like four seconds of game of thrones that's been shown in like the hbo teasers i believe i did but they always like they've been sprinkling them in I feel like I've seen these sprinklings of it for like the right. last year. Well, they did it. It's funny they, how how like HBO handled it. It's like they did one of those like um, like montage, like, right? The montage of all their shows, and they showed a little of the Watchmen show, which was like, oh crazy. yeah, okay, I think I did see. Yeah, this. and then like three seconds of <laughs> Game of Thrones, but everybody was like, oh my god, because you see Cersei, uh, uh, Sansa meeting Daenerys, I guess. Right. In it. Right. Um, oh, she says something like, you're the queen or something. Right. Like she's it. like, yeah. Right. Like, Malaysia or something yeah. like that. Um, and, but then they had the teaser that came out where it's basically like the Stark children. Right. M- minus uh, Bran. Uh, walking down the, you know how in like the basement, they, the basement, <laughs> in like the tombs, they have the, the statues of like the, the dead Stark uh, family members yeah and they're like walking down that and there's like a couple of voiceovers from like past episodes and then it leads to them seeing like statues of themselves uh and then like the uh, the ice is coming towards them like the white walkers or something it was like it doesn't give you much but it's still kind of like oh i'm ready for yeah, it yeah no, you know? no, <laughs> i know i'm just waiting for like the uh the i don't know the, the tear jerking and like the the t- the the you know the pulling of the heartstrings. You know <laughs> the Game of Thrones the pulling Game of, of the Thrones, heartstrings. You know what I mean, like all of that. I think and that's gonna come with like a literal heart being ripped out of a chest. <laughs> and, uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm super excited for it, but I feel like I do feel like I I I need to do even though like I remember pretty much all of it really well. I'm, I'm usually pretty good with like the Game of Thrones storylines. I, I want to do, like, a lead-up to it. So I, I I I think we got to watch it. I think I got to... I saw a uh, side note. I saw uh, a... <laughs> not to blow his spot up or anything. I guess I won't give his exact locale, but Peter Dinklage walked by me the other day. <laughs> and I so badly wanted to be like, yeah, so what's going to happen to you, man? <laughs> and you're like, leave me alone, creep. <laughs> What else do we get? We got a Ghostbuster teaser, which like just came out. Oh yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. It's funny with the Ghostbuster teaser because it's like Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son's doing it. Who Ivan did the original films, but I'm like one that doesn't mean he's gonna make a good Ghostbusters movie. It's not like (laughs) you know. (laughs) It wasn't like that last Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I'm gonna I, leave. I'm gonna leave that movie alone. But yeah, it's uh, still divisive. This one. So apparently, this one actually takes place like in the same world as those uh, as the ori- the original two. And uh, I'm just kind of like I don't know. Just, I don't think it's needed, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like I don't know, man. It's like there's like there's some franchises that always come back that you're kind of like whatever. I get it. Like right. like Ninja Turtles, right? Right. Like they always need to reintroduce the Ninja Turtles to a new generation, right? right? But Ghostbusters, I'm kind of like. I don't know, like, every time they keep trying to do it, it just never does, it just never pans out the way they want it. And, like, I'll be honest, this is going to sound kind of, like, corny, and you could clown on me all you want, but when I was younger, right, mm-hmm. I really loved the, there was this cartoon called, I think it was called Extreme Ghostbusters. I remember it. Yo, it was I remember actually. remember it really well, actually. It was yo, good. It was really good. Yeah. And um, I think it was the same production house that also did the Men in Black right. cartoon. It was series. on UPN 9. UPN 9, right? Yep. And... At the time, um, it was one of the few cartoons that actually had like kind of like this diverse 
character. Right, that's right. Right, and that's what stood out to me was that they had like it was like there was a guy in a wheelchair. There was like a Latino male. I think there was. I forgot the, what the what the the girl character is. I mean, they still were a lot of cliches, right? You right. know, you still had like that tomboyish girl right. kind of had like a Latino like. It's kind of like sort of like a smart guy, but like pseudo underachiever, but cool cool guy <laughs> right, in class. Right. The guy in the wheelchair is like, you know, the comedic relief. All right. So anyways, this was a really good series. It was great. I remember <laughs> and, watching it. Like, it's funny because I think it was out like end of junior high, maybe beginning yeah. of high school. I, I, I don't remember what the time frame was, but I remember my brother and I watching it like every morning before school. It's really good. Like we would like catch yeah. it real quick before we like ran out the door. Yeah. 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 I remember that. And I don't know, like to me, that was like a much like stronger template for what like a good, like, you know, franchise continuation right. would have, would have supposed to have been. Unfortunately, like now they keep trying to like bring this back to the big screen and it's like, like I thought, honestly, like the cast for like the la- the the last one was fantastic. I actually thought cast was great. The movie was just bad. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of had the, those the, the renderings for some of those graphics. I look back on them like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so uh, Kevin Feige, Paul Feige, Paul Feige. Yeah. Um, directed it right, and I actually like a, a lot of his films. Right, at least uh, some films he did a few years ago. But I think his style of comedy didn't suit a Ghostbusters film. Right. So it had a lot of the, like, you know, like sort of the riffing and ad libbing. And it, it, to me, it just really, really didn't work in the film. And the overall just story, script wasn't great either. But um, I, I just think all those elements combined really, really made the film suffer, which sucks because the cast was great, right? They had uh, some of the top, like, female comedians like working today like it had the recipe to be really really good and they just really dropped the ball with jason reitman it's like it's fine so like with the teaser if you haven't seen it it's like it had it's it's just nothing like it, it, one we don't even know if it has any relation to the movie right. i don't even think they've shot anything yet really yeah, it's, just, it's just like the picture of the uh it's like car, uh right? it's like uh, a wide shot of this barn and it's like slowly dollying into the barn and you keep hearing like one of the proton packs like trying oh, to yeah, start yeah, up right. and then it goes into the barn and the wind blows and you see the ecto-1 the car yeah, yeah. and i have to say the teaser real real like classic vibe right yeah. it felt like it just feels even like the sound right the sound mixing and all that and they were clever cuz it really sounded like an old ghostbusters movie right right uh so it has that whole thing where it's like ooh man it's hitting all those nostalgia buttons right right, right. but it then stranger things <laughs> stranger yeah. things esque but when but then when you just kind of think about it you're like that teaser has nothing to do with the movie like the movie hasn't even been shot yet like so right, like right. I don't even I don't know any you know we literally just got the announcement that they're even doing it so it's not coming out till 2020 so uh the I'll tell I'll tell you this Jason Reitman I actually uh, I'm a fan of uh, most of his films this is I haven't seen um I think his latest film, but I, I am a fan of his work. Uh, the thing that made me the happiest is he's co-writing it with uh, 
I, um, I'm going to blank on the guy's name, but he wrote Monster House, the animated film, which mm. I actually think is great. I think okay. Monster House is a really, really fun film. Uh, it reminded me a lot of like films I saw in my childhood. Right. And that was like one thing that I was like, okay, that's like a saving grace for this. This like, you know, remake that probably doesn't need to happen. Not even remake, but continuation. <laughs> right, right. That probably doesn't need to happen. There's also that Spider-Man Spider-Man trailer actually was very, <laughs> it was funny, um, a buddy of mine, um, Dennis, who you know, um, <laughs> when I texted him the trailer and he watched it, he was, he said, oh, that was real, like, that was like real meaty, like there was a lot, and it's true, they gave us a lot in that Spider-Man, tra- for like being the first trailer that dropped, they didn't even go teaser, they were like, here's full on trailer. And I liked a lot of it, actually. I'm just curious how they're going to bring this all together now. The problem is, <laughs> is that is uh, this is the last one, I think, creatively, that Marvel Studios has involvement in. So from here on out, Sp- Spider-Man's back in Sony's hands. Oh that, boy. Has ma- <laughs> that, that face oh boy. you just made <laughs> says it all. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, but... You know, I'll I'll take a good Spider-Man movie when I can get it, and I think this one looks pretty cool, man. It looks like they're having fun with it. Uh, another friend like said, "Ooh, it was uh, it looks like you know, almost like an espionage film but with Spider-Man," which I was like, mm, maybe, <laughs> but <laughs> just because he's traveling the world doesn't mean it's espionage. Well, I mean, you know, the the thing with Spider-Man has o- the movies at least was that the minute there's more than the one that there's one too many villains it starts to turn into a right. You see, <laughs> and I know Scorpion is supposed to be in this in some. Well, if if, if you remember correctly, technically, uh, Homecoming had a couple of villains in it because Prowler. True. I mean, he doesn't do much, but Prowler's in it, and uh, Shocker's in it. Right. Uh, did we get any Scorpion in the trailer? I don't remember. One, the one thing you see is the guy that looks like Hydro Man, which is um. The yeah. Spider-Man villain, but the, I think that's Hydro Man by way of Mysterio. You know how he's able to like project mm. these things. So, and I thought that was like kind of a cool idea. It's like, all right, so there's no real Hydro Man, but like Mysterio is doing that, and it's a way to kind of bring yeah. in that little Easter egg right. if, if you know Spider-Man villains. I remember a friend that told me once that Mysterio's costume might be the wackiest costume. No, I, I always thought it was one of the greatest. The yeah. original Mysterio costume. The one... The giant fishbowl. Yeah, no, it's great, man. I always loved it. Yeah, I just had a friend that was just like, it's a giant fishbowl, and I'm like... <laughs> You're like, it's a guy with a fishbowl on his head. And like, it always ended with like Spider-Man cracking this guy's fishbowl, and then like, kind of like ripping <laughs> You're, you're like, why don't you just change your, your, your costume, <laughs> dude? Maybe he wouldn't be able to get you so easily. You know what I was curious about? When I watched um, Paddington 2, right. as weird as this is going to sound, I thought uh, Hugh Grant might be a really interesting chameleon. Oh, after that. <laughs> yeah, like... Dude, he's great in that. It's a very, like, geeky uh, or comic nerd, like, reference, but um, right. the original Chameleon had the ability to, like, you know, uh, he can basically, like, switch out, like, people, his, uh, his identities, right, really quickly, right? right? Um, they modified it so that he could, like, kind of, like, take a photo or, like, basically, like, scan someone and then, like, mo- like look how the person that he's trying to, right, you know, right. mimic, right? But the thing with... Hugh Grant in Paddington 2 is that there's this part where they get into his attic and he's got like all these like costumes right and it just reminded me and so much of like those certain moments in like um when Spider-Man was doing like detective work right, and he would right. like find out where Camille he'd be like 
wait a minute, this is Chameleon's lair. <laughs> like, there's all these, where are all these costumes, right? Right, right. All right. So, like, I was just like, man, I don't know why, but that'd be a really, really interesting Dude, choice. Dude, I would of, love to see Hugh Grant. As a Spider-Man villain, I think yeah, man, great, yeah, dude. especially if he was a very like uh, like wordy villain, like kind of almost like a <laughs> right, it was almost like a Bond villain, but like with a very interesting power behind right, him, right, 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 you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think I made me think about all that was that because part of the movie is gonna take place in England, right? And I was like, man, if Hugh Grant was in this, it'd be so awesome, and if Paddington was in it. Even, Even better. better. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, when Paddington was like, Paddington 2 first came out and I hadn't seen it yet, there was a lot of people, oh my God, Hugh Grant, he should like he should get an Oscar nomination for this. And I was like, I love the first Paddington. I'm sure I'm going to like the second one, but like Oscar nom, like, come on. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my God, Hugh Grant's great in this movie. <laughs> uh, he should get an Oscar yeah. nomination. <laughs> 8 a.m. shift right now. We're putting in uh, our uh, vote for uh, Hugh Grant, yeah. as a supporting actor, and <laughs> yeah. Paddington, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that would be great. I think yeah. him, Spider Man villain, Chameleon, <laughs> would yeah. be awesome. So. Those are all my thoughts <laughs> this time around, Joe. You got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, I did. Uh, I guess, you know, we can wrap it up. But, you know, I just want to say again to the shifters out there, you know, we're sorry it's been a little uh, while that we were able to put out an episode. You know, uh, we've said it before. Life's been, um, you know, coming at us. We have yeah. some stuff we got to handle. But we're still, you know, still chugging along and putting some episodes together for you yeah. guys. Yeah. And we've, uh, you know, got some ideas for some more stuff. So, uh, yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Get at us on Instagram, Facebook, you know, we're always posting some yes, articles yes. for you guys. Shifters out. out. It's 8 a.m.